Hello and welcome to The Greatest Movie Ever. I'm your host, Jamie. Thank you so much for listening today. Whether you are listening, make sure to follow the podcast and you can follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast, on Instagram and on Facebook at The Greatest Movie Ever Podcast. Today we are discussing The Greatest Movie Soundtracks Ever. So as our last episode was all about musicals, musicals are exempt from this list and then next week we will be doing the scores so there is no scores this is just basically songs in movies um so today we are joined with aaron jared mercedes and in spirit kieran is here here he did send us our list but unfortunately he almost made the comeback that we all wanted but he didn't unfortunately the last minute couldn't make it so Kieran, this one is for you, I am sure. But everyone else is here. We have Aaron, Jared, and Mercedes. We are here. Aaron and Jared, never miss an episode, do you guys? No, no. Uh, Even at work at 6 a.m. I, I think I have missed an episode. Um, well, I think I missed one, one episode. Oh, yeah, it was the horror one, but because I'm scared. Halloween. <laughs> I'm scared. I <laughs> Halloween movies. I, I did the horror one and I, I didn't pick any horrors. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I would have been like, focus. Quiet Place. Um, Parasite was my number one. And Parasite comedy. was your number one. <laughs> it was your number one horror and comedy. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Monster House. Yeah, that would have made, probably made the top 10. That that's a great one. Monster House. I really want to watch that. I've not seen it yet, but it looks right up my street. Yeah, it's good. Like, it's weird, like the quality's just like really poor. But yeah, it's an alright movie. Apparently, I was reading an article, funnily enough, about Monster House saying it's one of the most like, um, what's what I'm looking for now? Sophisticated animated movie ever because there's so much emotions that go through it, and like the kids have to deal with so much stuff in it in regards to different emotions going from scared to, um, like heroes and stuff like that, as well as a lot of deep-rooted emotions within that. But we're not here to talk about horror, <laughs> Jared. We're here to talk about movie soundtracks, unless you have a movie soundtrack in there that's uh, from the horror genre, but I think most of them may ah. be in the scores next time. Um, but this week we are looking at the greatest movie soundtracks ever. So like <laughs> I said at the start, these are soundtracks, basically songs with lyrics, kind of, to a degree. I don't know it's how, how best to describe it. Like a score kind of like goes over the action, whereas the soundtrack is part of the film. So most of your soundtrack like helps you it. tell the stories. Yeah, a yeah. soundtrack. A soundtrack is like a song actually released, where a score is actually something that's like a piece of music for the. Um, for yeah, the like a score would be in the background of an action scene. Yeah. Whereas like a soundtrack is you've deliberately put that song in there to create emotion. Every every song has to be like on it. As a released as a song, like yeah, it's popular no. music used in the film to create emotion, as you say. Yeah. I can't believe how many um, films like just reuse songs, like you know, like you know the iconic songs, like every yeah. film has them. I can't believe how mm. many like of the best ones were just like every time. Yeah, I think it was so hard as well because when I was going through my list, I didn't want to just pick a film because I really like one song. Like That's for me, I'm I have to be quite. 
it had to be like a criteria because like we all know Ghostbusters is a great song, but the rest of the soundtrack's a bit meh. Well, you don't recognize it. Yeah, that's what I've literally done. Like, I, my rule was like they've got to have like four songs on it minimum. Yeah. I, 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 to be honest, like I think that's even lower than what I was going to say. I think most of mine have got like at least six songs on there at least. Besides the one in the background, I'm sure. Yeah, that's but, not actually going to be on my list, unfortunately. I put that. You one make me there. sick. I mean, you're actually disappointing me now, Aaron. Like, I, it was know. on there. It was on there, but uh, because oh, I it's just, them. <laughs> She's I that look in my hair. I, see I didn't it. put it on there just because I don't want to. Because it won. I've already, I've already talked in depth about Space Jam, and <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to. There's only so much you can do with R. Kelly, you know, these days. Well, there we go. But actually, okay. Space Jam didn't make you. What do you say? There's only so much things you can do with R. Kelly. Say yeah. about R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, because of Space Jam. But you said Space Jam isn't on your list, so we will start with you, as always, being the double A, double A Ron. What is on your list, and what missed out? Uh, so a quick disclaimer, because on the music musicals ones last week. Purple Rain is number one, and Help is number two by the Beatles. I'm not going to feature them on this list, just because I've already talked in depth about them. But Purple okay. Rain would have got top, definitely top two. Um, but uh, honourable mentions are run through. So I've got um, The World's End, uh, Mary Antoinette, Donnie Darko, Inside Lewin Davis, Perks of Being a Wallflower, Top Gun, Good Flowers, Superfly, um, Train Spotting, Space Jam, and one I feel guilty for not putting on there is 2001 Space Oddity. And what is on your like, list? I just don't like <laughs> it. I just, I just don't like that film, you know. Um, and I have got one more honorable mention, but I'm going to speak about that just before I say my number one choice because it was going to be my number one, but I've, I've took it out there for reasons I'll explain later. So my number 10 okay. pick... I've gone for the British theme. Could have gone train spotting on this one with the British theme, but no, I've gone for The Gentleman, a recent release. Um, I keep hearing certain songs like more and more through adverts and things like that. The um, the main one I hear all the time is like I think it's in the football adverts for the Premier League games, like the Shimmy Shimmy Yay song, the uh, Wu Tang Clan remix. And I just think of that and I just think of like the scene in The Gentleman where he's like running after the kids. Uh, but it's not only that, like the, the soundtrack, when you when you actually look into it, it's amazing. Like it's got Cumberland Gap on there. And um, one of my favorite Roxy music songs, uh, In Every Dream Home, There's a Heartache. And then one of the best ending songs, like, even though it's like come out like recently, uh, that's Entertainment by The Jam. You know, it's, um, I think it's just, it's sort of like a, an English version. Like Guy Ritchie is the English version of the Tarantino. He's so strong about the soundtracks in all his films, like Snatch, uh, Lockstock, and um, I think yeah, he, the, that he obviously yeah. cares about it and writes his films around him. Yeah, there's definitely a theme in there with like, you know, certain directors have to use like these songs, and mm. you know, I mean, like obviously, I assume Tarantino will get mentioned once or twice, maybe. We'll see. I'm sure, but um. 
onto mine, I just want to put a little disclaimer out there too. Um, I didn't put any that were just one artist based. So what that basically means is no Rocket Man, there's no Bohemian Rhapsody, no Straight Out of Compton, nothing like that because technically, like I said, they are kind of just studio albums to a degree. But um, are they are they soundtracks though, Rocket Man? They, they are soundtracks. Rocket Man's. Yeah. I, I, I know you counted Rocket Man as a musical, though, didn't you? But, I thought he was singing it. But Bohemian Rhapsody is. I would it's say Rocket Man's like musical. Yeah, but like Bohemian Rhapsody was mixed between like Freddie Mercury and mixed with uh, Rami Malek, wasn't it? So and was I don't know whether that was yeah. And like I said, Straight Outta Compton as well. But like I said, I'm not including them. I just wanted to put it out there just in case anybody has a go at me and say, how can you not include Queen or anything like that? That's why. Um, But honourable mentions, um, mainly because there was only like two or three songs on there that I kind of liked. Um, One being Footloose, uh, Romeo and Juliet and Cruel Intentions Just Miss Out. Funnily enough, those two I have on vinyl. There you go. Once I put them on, and then I thought, oh, Jamie will shout at me. I feel like I should, and I re-listened to them, and then I was like, yeah, we'll put them on. <laughs> you have, you yeah. put them on? Well, like I said, Cruel Intentions is like one song that I really, really like. This one or two songs I really, really love from the Cruel Intentions soundtrack. But for yeah. a whole, it's kind of like... But I had to go off moments that I preferred from different films. And I went for number 10, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's one of the That'd most iconic great. soundtracks ever because it's got Day Bow Bow. Day Bow Bow. You know, Day Bow Bow. Day Bow Bow. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about the, uh, the, you know, where it's like the carnival thing. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favourite moments in, in cinema. The twist, and, twist and Shout uh, by oh, the Beatles. Um, obviously, and they've, they've got Dan Shane as well. It's such a great soundtrack. Uh, and some great moments, like I said, that parade scene is one of my favourite moments ever. Day Bow Bow is iconic. Uh, oh yeah, by the Yellers or something, isn't it? But um, it's it had to go number ten for me just because of that. So Jared, honourable right. mention. Uh, absolutely loads of honourable mentions. So I've kind of to cut it down. And the two that just came to my head was Black Panther and Apocalypse yeah. Now. I think. Obviously, there's there's hundreds of films, but like like we said, to me, I've just gone for my list of like, if I think of a film, the soundtrack is like the iconic thing. Yeah. So number ten for me is The Graduate. Nice. I think... I'll, I'll just I'll just quickly throw out because we are including Kieran. Kieran also had The Graduate at number ten, so I, I don't need to talk, hey. about it. talk about it, Jared. Yeah. Um. Well, I think. I think you all know the songs. Like you know, when you think of moments, you think at the ending, don't you? Uh, what are the band called? Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, there's so many good songs. I couldn't remember the name of the band, and I should have wrote that down. But um, you know what I mean? They're, it's they're littered throughout the film, and I always think films that stick to one artist and let them do the whole soundtrack. It really like stands out. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, they recorded like those uh, songs like in random places, but um, I I love I love the graduate and um, I love Simon Garfunkel, um, but it's just weird versions on the soundtrack on the actual soundtrack like it's Mrs. Robinson 
I don't think it's on the soundtrack. I think it's just like like snippets of the song. Yeah, I, it I is just snippets. Like, You're right. But... What's going on here? Like it is Mr. Robertson, but it's like broken up in like different uh, segments. Uh, but the overall soundtrack is amazing. I mean, you got bookends. You've got uh, Sound of Silence. I think was on that film as well. With uh, obviously Mrs. Robertson being the main one, but uh, yeah. Bookends theme is one of my favourite songs ever. I think I think I just want to have another honourable mention is um, <laughs> Submarine, Richard Ayoade oh. film. Yeah, I think I just well I watched that about two months ago, and I just like that soundtrack is still in my head. Yeah. Uh, all right, bye, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes. Um, I was still trying to get this to work on my on my laptop because um, my list of honourable mentions on my phone. I'm going to try and see if I can... If I click off to go on my notes, will you still be able to... Will I still be on here? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, might we'll find out. Close your camera I'm for sure, a second. I'm sure you'll be fine. Your, your camera will probably can just you hear me? Yeah. We can hear you. Nope. Cool. Your camera's yeah. gone sideways on my screen. Yeah, oh, because you'll be looking okay. at it. Okay. Um, now, where are my notes? Oh, my God. Hang on. I think I still had them open. No, I didn't still have them open. Man. Sorry, guys. Like, I wasn't planning on doing this on my phone at all. The joys. Let me type notes in and see what happens. Notes. Some, some notes. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so honorable mentions um, are Bill and Ted, Back to the Future, pretty much anything 80s from the 80s or the 90s, really. Um, Bill and Ted, Back to the Future. Um, I've gone and taken Cruel Intentions off my list now because, again, there is only two songs that I love on there. Um, so I've taken it off. Um, uh, 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 um, I've not put Pulp Fiction on. Um, so even though I did, I do love it, I did love it. I don't listen to it as much as other things. Uh, Dirty Dancing is obviously iconic. Um Black Panther, I agree, uh, with Jared. Um, was a great soundtrack. Uh, cool Runnings, really fun. Um, the Bridget Jones original soundtrack was actually really good. Um, she disappeared now. I, I think yeah, I don't know if I think she's having a bit too earned over there. So, um, hello. hopefully... Hello, Right, I'll try and do this from memory now then. So, the Wedding Singer and 51st Dates used, used a lot of the same songs, but they changed the way they sounded for the theme of the film, which was pretty cool. Um, and The Faculty, Armageddon, and Scream are all honourable <laughs> mentions. Oh, and I've also wow. taken Pitch Perfect off um, because I felt like, because they were singing it, it was a little bit different. So I'm just not going to include it all because I had too many things on my list. So, yeah. So <laughs> my list is um is a little bit varied, but um they are things that I absolutely adore. I've absolutely adored over the years. Um and like film soundtracks are like so important to me because the way they make me feel. So these are things that I listen to um kind of through my twenties. Uh so number ten is um thirteen going on thirty because it's freaking awesome. And it's got loads of great eighties tracks on it. Um and they fantastic scene in um in the nightclub at the party and they all start doing thriller the thriller dance it's just so much fun so yeah i love it 13 girl 30 okay aaron number nine 
Oh, he, he's gone. He, there's, there's no there's no sound coming through. What's he doing over here? What a, a day. Time. There we go. I mean, ironically, it's greatest soundtracks and there's no sound. There we go. Well, I'm back. I'm back. Um, my number nine, um, I've gone for 20th Century Women. Um, one of the um, film I've talked about, different podcasts. But um, I, I love this film. And I've all... I always talk about um, like these coming of age stories. I love coming of age films, um, but a lot of them, but well, pretty much most of them, the music in them is always the always the go tos the, the Smiths. Like they always pick the Smiths, and yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there's not much wrong to say about Smiths. But for me, like if I was growing up in like the eighties, it would have been like Talking Heads for me, and um, that's exactly what this uh, story follows. I mean, like this. It, the soundtrack is amazing. It's just like it's like it's written for me. It's got like some of my favourite Talking Head songs on there. It's even got Bowie's DJ on there, um, and it's just brilliant. Okay, my number nine is Aaron's favourite album because he's got it behind him, but decided not to put it on his list. It's Space Jam. Let me down, boy. <laughs> I mean, somebody somebody had to say it because it is the a best great song in the credits. What do you want about in the credits? What song? You know, I think I can write right at the beginning when he's playing basketball. Who said that's the best song? Well, what's the best song then? Um, Fly Like an Eagle's great. Fly Like an Eagle. You want a jam? I believe I can fly. Oh no, I've forgotten one. Uh, Two Unlimited. Do, 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 do. No, that's the best one, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Poon Squad. Do, 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 do. <laughs> You're <my> for this. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, like Space Jam had to go on there. Uh, it's such a great soundtrack, so yeah. Jared, his favourite number, it's number nine. Nine. I've gone for Back to the Future. I think like uh like when you hear the songs, like it was Huey Lewis in the news, am I correct? You yeah. like Huey Lewis in the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that film didn't make the list. But um but yeah, I just think it was just so good, you know what I mean? Like power of love and that. Like there's just so <laughs> many what, sorry? Just, just power and the love and that. The power of love and that. The <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, though? Like, you just think of, like, the tunes. Like, they just go with the film. No, not Pet Shop Boys. Friend of yours, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I just... It's just a great film. It is, like, the quintessential, like, 80s film, Back to the Future. Yes. And most of them have good soundtracks. Yes. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about 80s soundtracks a lot more and the king of the 80s soundtracks. But um, we're going to a random film here for Kieran in the 2000s, which I'm not sure why it's on the list. And hopefully maybe Jared or Aaron can shed some light on why this film is on here. No. Kieran has gone for Tokyo Drift. Mate, Tokyo Drift is fucking... <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Tokyo just a pick, mate. Fair play to him for that, because that's the one that's one I've missed off of my list. Go on, what, what's it got on there? 
It's got the Tokyo Drift song. <laughs> is that is that the the one that do, 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 do? I think it's actually called Tokyo Drift that song. I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, that that one, yeah, that's iconic. It's got all the stuff on there though as well. Like I was gonna watch Tokyo Drift recently. Oh, it's got the talking about it the other week though, mate. We? It's got an all right. Oh, mate, it's good. This you know. It's a fair point. It's I don't know why point. you thought I I like knew it because I've not even like watched any Fast and Furious. What did you pick for his number ten? Uh, yeah, yeah, graduate, same as Jared. Oh right, okay. Yeah, but um, yeah. So Mercedes number nine. Number nine. Um, I nearly didn't have it on my list, and then I re-listened to just one of the songs. I went, yes, I need to watch this film again because it's got an amazing soundtrack, and I absolutely adore it. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen it. It's called Elizabeth Town, um, and the, the soundtrack's like there's got so many songs on it. They actually released two albums. Um, is, is that the one it. with the colours? Christian Stewart. Oh, Christian Stewart. Kirsten Dunst. Sorry. It's Kirsten Dunst from Orlando Bloom. This one. Um, uh, no, I just, can't say I have. It's just really, really good. Um, but basically. Um, it's like full, full of like great songs anyway. But then she makes him an actual playlist, like at the end for a drive, and then so there's loads of music on it at the end as well. And it's just absolutely brilliant. Like I said, there's two CDs for it, um, and I really need to rewatch it. It just properly takes you on the story through the film, which is a really great story as well. So yeah, everyone should watch it if you've not still seen it. Check it out for sure. Aaron, eight. What was, what was is it great? Saying? What was Jared's number nine? I've, I've missed out some on it. <laughs> Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my number eight. Eight that we're on now. Uh, I've gone for a pick where it is. Is it diegetic? Diegetic sounds, yeah. Yeah. It's actually in the film, so they can interact and hear it. Yeah, so you got your twist and shout scene. You've got your Back to the Future, Johnny Be Good. Um, you've even got your Guardians, Mr. Blue Sky. I feel like that's a good example. And uh, American Psycho. But I feel like the master is Tarantino at this. And I was going to mm-hmm. put Pulp Fiction in there because you got scene by scene, as you never can tell by uh, Chuck Berry. What and a then, great scene. Uh, and then uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. But my number one pick for that is... Um, Reservoir Dogs. And I don't know why I came here tonight. Reservoir yeah, Dogs amazing soundtrack. And the soundtrack also where they've got that um, the radio show that goes within the film as well. So it's uh, K Billy Super Sounds. It's like K Billy Super Sounds of the 70s just keep on rolling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that scene, I mean, Stuck in the Middle of You is brilliant. They've got Hooks and a Feeling like Famous for that film, not any other film. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it later. The most iconic, probably from that film, is Little Green Bag, which is uh, the title uh, song for it. But yeah. Could have picked any Tarantino film, though. That's my only one. But I could have picked any of them because they're all. He's, he's so iconic when it comes to soundtracks. Like, he, he writes. I feel like he, this is the kind of music he actually listens to. Hmm. Okay, my number eight is 
a Tom Cruise film. No, it's not that Tom Cruise film. It's that one, yes. It is The Cocktail. Talking about diegetic music, I mean, he's he's behind the bar listening to all of this music. You've got uh, Kokomo, um, All Shook awesome. Up, Don't Worry, Be Happy. That song was written for that film, I'm pretty sure. Um, you've got, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, uh, Addicted to Love. Like, what a song, Addicted to Love. That's not even on the soundtrack, that song. It's one of my favourite songs from the actual film. It's amazing. Uh, but obviously, like you said before, a hippie, hippie shake. For goodness sake, I got the hippie, hippie shake. <laughs> you can play that card and I will play one better and say Coyote Ugly. Oh. It's the same film. The same film. Sexy lady. Would I rather see Piper Parabo or would I rather see Tom Cruise? I'm going for Tom Cruise minute. every time. Forget about Piper Parabo. What's the Adam Garcia dancing to Need You Tonight <laughs> by NXS? He's better than anything that happens in Cocktail with that Matthew McConaughey lookalike. Uh, <laughs> Are you talking about the, like, his mate? Like, yeah. <laughs> he looks more like... I you ever seen when I watched it You ago. never watched it like Whose Line Is It Anyway? He looks like Ryan Stiles to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, Cocktail is my number, nine, uh, number eight, sorry. Uh, like I said, I love it. The soundtrack's great and you just want to become a... A cocktail master, don't you? The master of the cocks. Jared. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, thank you for thank that. You. So I've had proper like, bad sneezing today. Um, my number eight, I've given it to a British film, Billy Elliot. Oh, here we go. London's <laughs> calling, dude, dude. Fair, we yeah, like great to Absolute amazing film. Billy Elliot is just I one of them that. films that yeah, I, I don't feel like it gets the praise it deserves. Like I think it's to me it's still seen as like just a British film. Mm. But I don't know. I think it's just such an interesting time, like you know, the Maggie Thatcher era and the mines and all that lot. And it's just got a great soundtrack to go with it. Yeah, it is really good. That and Full Monty, I have both. Brilliant yeah, British film. Absolutely, yeah. All them type of films. They're yeah, some of the best films for me. Okay. Uh, Kieran went for a film which I'm sure Alan could probably talk about a little. I'd be very surprised if it's not on your list. So let me know if it is on your list. Drive. Yeah, it's on my list. It's my, uh, yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, 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 it's it's my, uh, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about uh, it later. Drive. Uh, Drive is Kieran's number eight. Mercedes. My number eight. It's one of my favourite films from the 90s ever. Tom Selleck, Ted Danson and Steve Gottenberg, Three Men and a Baby. It's got some freaking amazing 80s tunes on there. Miami Sound Machine, Gloria Estefan. Oh my God, it's brilliant. Just absolute, absolute 80s bangers. And it's a really great, fun, feel-good film as well. So yeah, Three Men and a Baby. And also Three Men and a Little Lady is amazing as well. Also great tunes. So, yeah. I don't think okay. I've seen that film, you know. Really? Oh, my God. It's just so much fun. It's got great tunes. Talk about yeah. Tom Selleck. Big up your boy Tom Selleck in the Friends reunion. That I, just I know, right? So good. <laughs> so good. That's well, very, very good, the Friends reunion. Um, Aaron, 
Not enough Gunther. Not enough Paul <laughs> Rudd. Not enough Ant Man. Oh yeah, Paul yeah. Rudd wasn't in it. No, well, it, I expected the kids to be there as well, but. He'll be oh, doing Ant-Man. Yeah, Disney won't let him out. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. the Disney house. Aaron. Yeah, Ryan Gosling seven. and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Sat in there. Aaron, number seven. Um, my number seven is... Um, Billy Elliot. Ah! I, I, bumped, I bumped one up. Um, oh! Um... But yeah, Billy Elliot is my number seven. Um, I mean, if you don't like Mark Bowling, you're not going to like this film. But um, did you actually put that as number seven, or was it because I said it, it was my number? It was my number six, but I switch round. I switch round. Um, well, that's yeah, sick, you... that because I, I literally didn't have Billy Elliot, and then I just thought of it the last second. I was like, you know what? That's getting in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you got I Love to Be the Cosmic Dancer. You got uh, Town Called Malice is in there as well, which is an amazing. Town Called Malice, man. That, that gets Town on the every day, that. Yeah. And even the One Lake at the End, uh, um, brilliant soundtrack. But like I say, if you don't like Mark Bowen and all you, you're not going to like this film. No. Okay. My number seven, I have to start by asking you a question. The first question is, do you like Phil Collins? No, he's f- I f- no, no. What, 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 what are you doing? And, 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 the, and the second question is, do you like Hugh Lewis and the News? I thought you was on about literally Phil Collins. Hercules soundtrack in there. No, he did Tarzan, didn't he? Yeah, Brother Bear and Tarzan. Don't get me started on that. I love Phil Collins. Yeah, he's a drummer. Wow. And that's all I need to say. I mean, drummers. I mean, yes, that is correct. He is a drummer. Yeah, I mean, so is Dave Grohl. Does he eat Foo Fighters as well? Mate, <laughs> <laughs> you fighters, you joking, mate? <laughs> what am I saying? It's not like the other. The drummer. Anyway, um, it's American Psycho is my number seven. Um, it's got one of my favourites, Phil Collins' the Studio. Um, in the air tonight. Uh, obviously, you've got Hugh Lewis in the news, and one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. You've got the Batman killing the Joker, um, which I know Jared absolutely loves that scene, and he had to recreate it in uh, college with him and I doing the voiceovers for ADR. It was u- university, thank you. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, it was it was great because I'm pretty sure it's still live somewhere, and I'm just there playing Christian Bale and Jared. Yeah, Jared I ain't live anymore. And I'm he's just sure there, he's, he's just there going. I'm like, do you like Hugh Lewis in the news? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I did uh, I did drive in 500 days somewhere in my media in college where I had to take all the sound out. It was uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, he did that, and he also did um, Spider Man Three. He took all the sound out and actually had to make it like real noise. Oh, Here's that one; it's great. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's just beautiful. But um, yeah, like I said, I absolutely love American Psycho. It's such a great soundtrack, and um, 
Don't Undisputed Masterpieces, Hip To Be Square. It's a song so catchy that most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should. Um, so, yeah, American Cycles, my number seven. Jared? Ooh, number seven. We're on for Tarantino's in here. It is Pulp Fiction I've gone for. I think Reservoir Dogs is probably a better soundtrack. But I've gone for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> but I like Pulp Fiction. I like the tunes more. I think the, it's probably used better in um, Reservoir Dogs. But I just think Pulp Fiction is just like, you know what I mean? He took he took what he did from Reservoir Dogs and he just put he, like more like catchier tunes, I'd probably say, in it. And like, I saw I saw a thing. I'm sure it was like uh, it was like albums of the decade, uh, and Pulp Fiction like the soundtrack album was like it on really that list of like yeah, it was quite high up. I think. Yeah, yeah all of his soundtracks are like top tier. Like Jackie Brown's like great. Even uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's like still like good, and Django as well. Like, oh, and yeah. Kill Bill. Like they've all got mint soundtracks there, but. Um, I think I think it takes a, a good skill to be iconic might, with soundtracks without just doing what Scorsese does and just repeat the same song again. Well, he writes the film based on the songs he said. I watched an interview where he said like he bases scenes around songs. Well, that's my main problem with Guardians of the Galaxy. It just seems like the songs are just thrown in there. Um, where, like, yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, this is an iconic song. Let's whack it in there, but they make sense in there, Tarantino's films. I mean, that, that that is a nice transition there because Kieran's number seven, talking about talking about music and the way that your story is told via music. Mercedes might have it on her list, so I will just ask her if it is on a list, and she can talk about it a little bit more. Number seven is Baby Driver. Ooh. Oh, no, it's not on the list. No. It's on my list. You say it's on yours? Yes. Okay. But like I said, a lot I, I don't have it on mine either. It was there was two films that just missed out on honorable mentions. One being Baby Driver, one being Shrek Two. But you know. Um Why are you naming my list, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but um Baby Driver, like I said it the way the story is interweaved with the song is basically here's the songs now let's tell the story with these songs so like i said we'll talk about a little bit more but that is kieran's number seven mercedes uh my number seven i wish kieran was here now <laughs> the only person who would go yes twilight's got a really good yeah. soundtrack Thank you, Aaron. I, yes. I still listen to the Twilight soundtrack even now, just because yeah. the Bonnie Verse song's great on it as well. Yeah, exactly. So that's what my list is based off stuff that I've listened to the most. That I just love the music and the Twilight soundtrack. I think it just so it just fits the whole film, the ambiance, everything so perfectly. And having actually lived out there in the Pacific Northwest, and I went to all the places um, where the story is set, and I listened to the soundtrack as I was driving around there. The music just just fits so well with like the energy and the weather and the mountains and the trees and the forests and everything and the lakes and it just it's absolutely perfect and um, I just love the emo tunes as well. <laughs> so um, yeah, 
I've just looked. It's not the original I'm on a buy. It's like another one. But that, the second yeah, one. Right. New Moon, right? Me and Emily were speaking about Twilight and just saying, like, how did they get some of these songs written for Twilight? Especially, like, in the third movie. Like, you're getting, like, massive artists writing songs from it. It's crazy. It was big at the time and, like, it was guaranteed. Yeah, I think it's, like, the funny. original, like, Hunger Games, isn't it, though? You, you like, think of, like, a teen film. Mm. Yeah. It was, like, one of the first, like, um, young adult kind of fiction things. Franchise, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could see that later on as well when Fifty Shades came out, and then you had all your big eyes doing songs I, for that, I like helped, Beyonce. I that you did. You were the love consultant on that film, as Wikipedia did to, did say for a, a large amount of time before. We learned it. There you go. Um, so we are on number six. Aaron. Yeah. Uh, this one's the one <laughs> Why is that in my head? Uh, I've gone for drive on, on on this one. I had it lower down and I've bumped it up. And it was originally like nine, and now I've, I've took it all the way up to six. Um, you need Gosling on there. It's just started a thing, you know. It started that synth wave, and um, I mean, a lot of people like would say. It, you owe it to uh, the Survive guys that did uh, Stranger Things, but I think Drive was the the first one, first one that put like Chromatics on the map and like uh, Talons After Dark and all that sort of music uh, that spawned out of it on a big skate stage. And um, I think it is. I've got it right here. I feel like everyone's got it on on vinyl. Um, it I don't own the vinyls. No, like the vinyls. <laughs> It's got to be. One of I don't have any vinyl. I don't have a vinyl player. I have CDs. <laughs> Get yourself. Some yeah, I have CDs. It's like you say. I, I still have VHS. <laughs> we still have VHS. <laughs> True that. VHS and cassettes are like. The I've got days. some cassettes down there somewhere. Um, because artists have started releasing cassettes again, oh, haven't they? It's part of like special cool. bundles. Is that the only one you want to buy? You what? I'm, I'm going to buy my boombox soon and the, be uh, going going down the prom on my roller skates. Yeah. There <laughs> so are, I, think there's, I think there's two <laughs> shops open in the UK. I think the one's in Manchester where it's just cassette only. I'm like, what is going on? Like, cassette cool. boy, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, talk about you. Talk about your, your vinyl there. You've got in your hands. Cool. Drive, yeah. Talking. I mean, everyone's <laughs> If you got if you're into soundtracks, you've got Drive, you've got Pulp Fiction, um, but um, put Chromatics on the map. And um, I, I I did hear about this soundtrack. I don't know how uh, true it is. Also, the score to Drive is really good, the Chris Martinez. But I did hear about the soundtrack that it was put in really late into the production of the film. Um, the director just. He, he put it in like really, really late, and it it really without those songs on it. I mean, there's only like I think there's five, uh, but everyone knows them, and um, I think without those five songs, it probably wouldn't be as big as it is. Drive. Yeah, I think it would have just the pacing of the like you know the scene when they drive like they're just driving and yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I what more is it? You know no, they're just cruising out there. It's a real hero like that's played in it. It's mint. And you mean the sunset bit, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well good. 
and it. Um, from that, I'm going on to my most out there one, shall we say? I'll be very surprised if anybody else has it, but I mean, it it's such a great soundtrack. Like listening to it when watching the film, it's just like great song after great song after great song. You're talking about like some forty one. You've got Alien Ant Farm, Three Doors Down, American Hi-Fi, Green Day, Blink-182, American Pie 2. <laughs> I, I feel like I missed the trick by not putting American Pie on it. It just didn't come to my head. That's what I mean. Like, and not a lot of people thought about it. It was like, like Be Like That by Three Doors Down. Like, what a, what a moment Like in American Pie 2. It was on the other day, and I was just like, yeah, that has to go on with that. It, the whole like soundtrack, all the party scenes, it's just got great music throughout the whole film. Uh, mm. It's a little bit low down, like I said, the, the, the music is really good, but like I said, it's not crucial to the plot or the storyline to, to the film, which is why it's a little bit lower than what it should, but it's such a great soundtrack all the it, way through I, it. I almost feel it's easy for like teen films. Like You think of like Dazed and Confused yeah. and that. Yeah. They just kind of have to put the film, like the music that they were listening to as a kid. Or like yeah. American Pie, it's like, just a little bit like more modern. Well, it's like yeah. the, the main one I have for example like that was um, the World's End. I mean, everyone knows like the Train Spotting soundtrack. He's like the the heart of Britpop, but the World's End literally has like the biggest Britpop songs in there. Um, you've got like uh, Pulps. Do you remember the first time? There's No Other Way by Blur, Loaded by Primal Scream, Fool's Gold by Stone Roses is in there. But um, they're not really like you don't hear those songs and think. Oh, this is like the world's end. Where the other songs, you hear the songs and think, "Oh, that's train spotting, lust for life, train spotting, like atomics with yeah. train spotting." And um, it's how important they are in the film. I think a lot of times. Yeah, and like I said, uh, although it's a great soundtrack, it gets a little bit low down because, like you said, the music isn't crucial for the plot on there. But it is a great soundtrack from start to end. But that is my number six, Jared. Uh, number. This is probably almost out there one as well. Ooh. Um, I've gone for Forrest Gump. <laughs> Things you can guarantee in life: you live, <laughs> you die, and Jared picks Forrest Gump. <laughs> I, I, I think I, when he's got the score as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, to be fair, if you actually watch Forrest Gump, it goes through the years, and it has like an iconic song from like each era. And I think that's just what you want in films. You just want like a cool song, at a cool moment, and that's what it does. It just it just plays the tunes when you want the tunes. <laughs> I can't not think of uh, that scene in Spiral now. Where now I've seen that like where the beginning of Spiral where they're taking the piss out. It's of, so true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, right at the start of Spiral, after the after the um. You've got the trap, haven't you? And then it goes into, a lot of it out. Uh, and then it goes to Chris Rock <laughs> talking to all of his mates about Forrest Gump and basically saying that Jenny didn't want Forrest Gump until she had AIDS and was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. now I have AIDS, I'll have Forrest Gump kind of thing. Yeah, like, he, did, he, did, he didn't want it until she got AIDS, <clears throat> basically, was the whole premise of it all. But there was a lot of jokes in Wait, there. Wait, did she give Forrest Gump AIDS? No. Oh, she would She would have done if... Uh... If, if, the, if they did have coitus, yeah. But obviously... But they did have coitus. <laughs> Yeah, but she didn't have AIDS when they I did. It's like Ren is like AIDS. heavily infected. <laughs> that was before she got AIDS, I think. Before, she had the I good put AIDS. on a Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a little gump. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so Forrest Gump. I am voiding Kieran's number six because he put South Park. So don't count. Uh, what you want, the, the film? Which one? Well, yeah, it's not going to be a TV show, is it? We're doing films. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, to be fair. The film is a musical. I'm pretty sure somebody mentioned it on the musical. To be episode. fair. Yeah, oh, it is a musical. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, so. Void, Kevin. It's not a soundtrack because the character sing the. If the character sings the song, it's a soundtrack. It's not a soundtrack. The songs, the songs are written. It said the songs are written for. You the just film. say if the if the characters sing the song, it's not. No, no if, if, if they sing the song, it is a musical. I definitely agree with that. I, like that's why I was saying about Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, the Elton John one. Like I don't think they're soundtracks because like. He, they're singing it in the films. They're not actual songs released. But they're making the sounds. What? Yeah, but yeah, but that, wow. some of those they're songs not released. Could be they're not released on like a that. that this is like, like this is like Pitch Perfect's a weird one because they're not songs written for the film. It's not a musical because they're not singing them throughout to tell the story. But they do sing them. Been released, they and they are songs. Like, Romeo, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it is because like they're it's the actors that are singing it like. Soundtracks are like you're literally taking a song from somewhere. Singing it in Romeo and Juliet. One person sings a song in Romeo and Juliet. It's just, I thought you and McGregor sings them all. He's singing like your song. Oh, they're all the same. <laughs> no, they're all the same. No, the, like Pitch Perfect's like Glee. They don't they don't sing to progress the build no. the show. They just sing and then they carry on. So that's yeah. still a musical to me. It's not a musical. No. It is. It is. Pitch because perfect not is not a musical. It's I still might include it, but it's not a musical. Like I say, but... a soundtrack is where you're picking a song from, like somewhere, and you put it in your film. They're not. They're not picking a song. They're like singing that song. They're picking song weird for their one, I don't think it fits into either character category at all. It's it like a, a character can concept. sing a song, yes, but I think when like. When you're talking about Pitch Perfect and it is all about singing, to me that's a musical film. Like the the whole, the point of the film is for them. Yeah, to Yeah, so sing. I put Purple Rain on musicals, and when technically all he's doing is just singing his own songs. He's not like yeah. breaking out mid scene like singing. That's the thing for me. Musicals move the story along. It's part of it, like Grease and. Yeah. Um, Pitch Perfect doesn't call for the musical on IMDb. Just saying. It's like it's like if they're singing on a stage, then that's like it's not a musical. Is where you're just breaking out into song for absolutely no reason. The whole point of like, them singing is progressing the story because it's about this group of singers. But but in a in a film which is a music which is about music, is if them not singing, does that not progress the film? It does. He's on there. It does. You know that's true. But right. it's like they're not just breaking out into song like. Um, and it being like, no, nah, I'm just talking about, yeah, like if they're on stage performing and that was like yeah. the plot, well, is, took them to that direction, yeah. then is that not a musical to me? Technically, they're not doing it in rent because in rent, they're like Broadway singers in the film, aren't they? So they're just practicing at that point. <laughs> so it's just like if me and Jamie break out into song, we're not wow. like in a musical. One day more. <laughs> oh Hamilton isn't actually singing because the whole film because is speaking that voice, so it's just talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, anyway, I like how so much we're talking about Pitch Perfect there, and no, it's not even on Mercedes' list. Um, yeah, it's, it doesn't fall into either category for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it um, falls into a void of just bad films. <laughs> 
Uh, we were talking <laughs> about wow. Um, Kieran had South Park. Um, that was it. Yeah. So it's Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. Six. That's a okay. musical. Um, my number six. Um, again, was one from my youth. Um, ten things I hate about you. Um, it just again, it just it was a, it's a CD soundtrack I owned. I went and bought it and I owned it because it was just so great. Um, and again, the songs worked so well in the film and they were ones that you'd walk around singing to your friends. You'd be like, oh my god, ten things I hate about you. Yeah, totally. And you'd know those songs from that film because a lot of the, those songs you didn't we didn't really hear much um, in the UK, um, but we learnt them from that film. Um, and yeah. It's a great film. Classic Shakespeare. Good film. Good film. Heath Ledger singing doesn't count. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's Classic. different because that's just one scene. That's not yeah. like it's not the whole thing. Just because it's one scene. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, like a character can sing, but in Pitch Perfect they sing like several times. So to me, that is a musical. I disagree, but okay. Aaron, number five. My number five uh, is this one is for my 18, 19 year old self, 17 year old self. It is 500 Days of Summer. I knew you'd have that on there. Ooh. Yeah. I that was close like, to making it, but it didn't in the end. Um, like, this was, just, I remember seeing this, like, once I, I was discovering the big music, you know, it was my. Um, and it helped my journey, started my journey off. And I mean, yeah, I mean that scene with like there is a light. I remember just like being a kid, having my headphones on, playing there is a light, hoping that something like that would happen. <laughs> uh, but um, no, it's it's a brilliant soundtrack, and also my favourite uh, scene in that movie, or one of them, is the scene from The Graduate when they watch The Graduate, and then they have the same scene is at the end of the graduate which is so good like so the bus scene in the graduate uh, they imitate that and it's the same song that plays over cro- across both films and it's really cool and you make my dreams come true yeah so you're telling me a Thank film you, on my list you. was paid homage in another film yeah <laughs> which means yeah. it's a better film <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I it love makes No, I would say it's better than The Graduate, but you know, what I no, mean, I... it's interesting because a lot of like, like when I was thinking uh, this list, it's like they do pay homages by doing songs and that. Mm. You know, what I mean, like but, they'll use a song because of another film. But yeah, the Graduate songs in it for sure. But the only problem I had with The Graduate is, like I say, when on the actual soundtrack, it's all broken up. Uh, it's really weird. But Joseph Gordon Levitt breaks out spontaneously into song, so it's a musical. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't catch, don't forget that scene. Just, just quickly, just quickly about thing. that film, right? That, that actually that. is quite a musical scene. I think it's like Borderline. It's not a musical. It's like Ferris Bueller type scene. Yeah. Um, but quickly about that film, like, I've always had like the intention that like summer's the bad one in it where like, people have always said the ho- uh, opposite but watching that friends thing i'm surprised like all of them agreed that they were on a break i know right i was so surprised with that i was like i can't believe none of them's gone like the other way on it yeah i i don't think I mean, they were they, officially on a break the, i they say were. they were on a break but i'm, I'm really no. surprised that jennifer Aniston thought they were yeah <laughs> so was i 
I'm she, great with Rachel, you know, she's, she's an actor. Like, there's like being on a break and then there's like, okay, we've literally just got on that break and now yeah. I'm going to go and fuck the first girl I see. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus. I, I was really surprised when literally all of them was like, yeah, there's on a break. There's on a break. On a break. Yeah, break. Like, come on, guys. And yeah. how did how did David Swimmer not remember that throwing episode? I know, right? <laughs> How do you not Crazy. remember that? Like, it was like... <laughs> well, some of them were like, we don't, we don't really watch it. We've not really seen all of the episodes. It's like, oh, my God. I know. Insane. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry. So join us next time when we talk about Friends. Uh, on our <laughs> new Friends podcast about all the Friends reunion. <laughs> oh where we break God, down God. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, my number five... <laughs> Is Friends. the king of 80s soundtracks, uh, big Ken Loggins. Woo! You have the highway to the danger zone, you have Berlin, take my breath away, and you've got one of the greatest homoerotic scenes in any cinema history ever. Oh, it is playing, playing <laughs> with the boy. That volleyball scene can turn any man gay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just a great soundtrack uh, throughout it all. And even just that, the actual Top Gun anthem is just beautiful as well. Uh, But like I said, all the the songs on there as well, like even that aren't on the soundtrack, I'm pretty sure Great Balls of Fire is not even on the soundtrack, is it? But um, even that, that's included in the film as well. Um, like I said, it's such a such just a great soundtrack throughout. And I know Mercedes probably has it a little bit higher as well, so we'll talk about it a little bit more. But Top Gun is my number five. Almost made my mm-hmm. Top Gun lie so good. Take my breath away, what a song. And like I said, it was, it, was, it was written for that film. Fuck off. Yeah, it's mental. <laughs> No, nah, it's all right. It's just a bit like it's just what? too like America. Fuck yeah, for me. <laughs> no. The only that was another reason. Yeah. I, another reason I didn't have it on my list is just because like, although "Take My Breath Away," like I'd honestly like, I'd say it's one of the best songs ever. But there is only like a few songs on it. Like there's literally three I can think of. Playing with the boys. What's that? What's that? It's the volleyball scene. The volleyball scene. Yeah. Take my breath away in Highway to the Danger Zone. What else is there? That's three songs. Take me on your mind and your wings. Jesus, Aaron, come on. You've lost your love and feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that as well. Come on. And again, that's not even on the soundtrack either, that song. No, it's not. But technically, what's in the film, it is. It is, like I said, it's just a great iconic and Maverick is one of my most anticipated films of the year. I can't wait for that to come out as well. Uh, it, it will, but <laughs> eventually. Top Gun is my number five. Jared, uh, Steve so Jared, Jared. I think like there was a lot of soundtracks that was like they were interchangeable. I think like the list could have changed. I could have added others in replace others. But to me, top five. It's kind of always been set in my head. So my number five, I've gone for Saturday Night Fever. Cool. I, I think still never the, seen that either. You're not seeing that one? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, a great one. It's an absolute brilliant film. It's like 
it's mad to think that he did this film and Greece within a year of each other, because you know what I mean. Like, how was he not? How did he not become like the next Tom Cruise with I these think, films? I don't think he can act. Well, I yeah, that 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 true, but um, I think. And don't forget as well, Greece was nineteen seventy eight. Saturday Night Fever was nineteen seventy nine. Top Gun yeah. was eighty eighty five. That's like seven year difference there. <laughs> Oh no! I just meant oh, like no. his trajectory. Like, how did he go yeah. from these two films to just being an average actor? I feel That's like what, um... if, if we'd have had more musical stuff, like we're getting more musical and dance stuff that's coming out these days, um, John probably would have had more of an opportunity. Yeah. We should do. Yeah, uh, we should do our actors like favorite actors. I'd put Tom Cruise a million miles above John Travolta. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a million miles <laughs> higher than every actor that has ever lived. But um, yeah, like, oh, sorry. Great. But yeah, Saturday Night Fever, like Bee Gees, they just like, there's like four or five like, iconic songs in this film, you know what I mean? They just, they just in, like, they just weave them in really well. And I, I think, I think there's a bit where, like, you know, obviously everyone's seen the strut being a bit at the start. And you see it in so many other films. That's when you know you've done a good scene and a good song as well. Because it's not just the scene that they replicate. They use the same song. So I think, it's a you know, Saturday Night Fever, it probably deserves to be higher on my list. But I've given it number five. But do your best Bee Gees impression. <laughs> well, you can't do it. <laughs> well, you can't tell me the way you smile. You gotta do that, Darren, with a jacket on the back. Uh, uh. You gotta do the whole office scene uh. <laughs> with the doll. Night fever, night fever. <laughs> That's amazing. You remember that scene, don't you? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, I don't. It's just like they're literally just doing it in time, and it's just like, well, you can't tell me the way you smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the greatest scenes in TV history, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> um, Kieran has gone for the Breakfast Club. I mean, that oh, is a good one. That probably should have yeah. made a list. Again, yeah, in, a, in another like world, it would have made a list. One or two songs, obviously being. Again, iconic song. Like you said, it made it. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. If we were just doing greater songs from a movie, probably definitely be up there. But yeah, besides the dance mo- dancing when they're doing that, I can't remember what the song is, but you know, there you go. Yeah, like I can remember the dance, but I can't remember what they're dancing to. But, yeah. Isn't that the song? Isn't that like. Or maybe I'm not. Something sound hits me square in my head there, but it, well, it can't be that. I can't remember no, what it is either. All I remember is Don't You Forget About Me. Yeah, Don't You Forget About Me, one of the greatest like songs from any movie ever. There was no dispute in that. How big that song was made that film more popular than than what it should be. Ferris Bueller with a better film and better soundtrack, but I can't dispute it with. I, I, mean, I think this is where we I struggled with soundtracks. I think. When they've got that one iconic like song in the film, it, it almost like overpowers all the other songs. So then you start to forget what other songs are in the films. Johnny so Gilles. I feel like you've got to be a consistent okay. all round. But if you've got that one famous song, it kind of just like you, you think you Johnny because the, the most famous song from Back to the Future then. You are, no, sorry. when you think of Back to the Future, you think of Johnny Be Good. It's like the biggest. I do think of Power of Love. on a par with Power of Love. No, I think they're on a par. Yeah, that's what I mean. Well, so on par, there's not one that's like when he's doing that. 
When we think about think Back to the, the iconic... Future, the most iconic song is... Earth Angel, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying that Back to the Future is a bad soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack, no. but like I'm saying that like... I say Johnny would be good and powerful. Yeah, but he's just skating in the street. He's, he's not even yeah, seen. But, Sit, no. Don't you forget about me. He's like the end of the film. And, and, uh, and uh, Johnny, be, Johnny Be Good is like the, the big scene in Back to the Future. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a big, it's a big moment in the film. However, Back in Time is a great song as well. Back in Time is just in the credits. It's um, still a great song. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah power, you know, power, power, like, yeah. power of Love is the bit where he's going through like skateboarding on the street, and then it's him and his band when he's trying to obviously like rehearse yeah. and like trying to audition for the thing, and then Huey Lewis is there going. Nah, I'm good, thanks. What about um, Rule the World by Take That in the film Stardust? Stardust. Well, I mean, again, a great song. <laughs> yeah. But name another yeah. song from that film. Exactly. That's what I want about. <laughs> That's what I want about. about. There could be more than one song in it, but you don't remember it because there was that one song that was way above all the others. So mm-hmm. it, it defeats the point. You need to have a consistent soundtrack throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. When you're Donnie talking Darko about Back to the Future as well, what do you think of when he goes back in time to 1955? What song? Alan Silvestri's score. Mr. Sandman. <laughs> yeah. Bring me a dream. <laughs> ding, no. ding, ding, ding. The, score, the score of Back to the Future is much better than the soundtrack. Yeah, the score is... All right, well, you can put it in next I agree. week as well, then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Um... Mercedes. That guy literally single-handedly saved Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. 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 Uh, not the soundtracks, like the scores that were referencing other movies, like they were referencing like it, it, it's a modern like technique in like uh, doing the scores for like them. Obviously, films have got to be rushed with they've got a time schedule, and then like the soundtrack just takes forever uh, for the actual score with full orchestration. So they'll just do it like really quick within the space of like a month. And people like caught on to Marvel doing it, so then they bought in Alan Silvestri for I think he did Avengers one. Uh, and then anything from then, like the movie, uh, the, all the songs, like the so- the scores have like another lift to them, like to the point where like Infinity War and Endgame, they're like amazing because mm-hmm. people are saying, how come like in Jurassic Park and like all the John Williams films, you think of the film and you think of uh, the songs where in all these Marvel films, nobody knows anything. Because if you think like Iron Man, massive film, Captain America's, Name, you just think of ACDC for Iron think Man. Of don't it, you? Think of it. Think yeah, of it. Yeah, I can't name any songs in Marvel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Everyone said that about him. Everyone said like this is so bad. Like they're the biggest films, and they're not even having like scores on him. Um, but I mean, like I, I could probably, if I started playing it now, like Mercedes would probably have goosebumps if you play the Portal theme. Yeah, I mean, I do. Portal. I think he's got a really weird career though. That Sylvester, he did like Back to the Future, then he didn't do anything for ages, then he did Forrest Gump. And then he didn't do anything for ages, and then like he bought him like doing like the Avengers and stuff like that. And Portals is is brilliant. Like, to be fair, I'm sure if you like spoke to a Marvel fanboy, they'd be like, 
I mean, there's absolutely loads of songs. It's just because they haven't got lyrics in. No, nah, but like, I mean, like when you think of like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, like. Um, yeah, yeah, like literally, like you straight away. Straight away, like you're the theme play like, where, like, 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 where, like, you think of Iron Man and like those films, like. And there's just. With well, Iron Man, it's just back to black, isn't it? But yeah. ACDC, but. Yeah. I mean, anyway, there, is, there is one, but I wouldn't say it's iconic. Go on. You know, you know, no, you know the one where it's like in the background, it's like, yeah, that's it, but that's like not that iconic. It's not like Indiana Jones, is it? No, but it's better than like it takes more of a second. Yeah, it takes like a few more seconds to like think which one is this, whereas you hit Indy or like Star Wars, like Star Wars, you know, straight away. Harry Potter, like. What we were talking yeah. about next week, guys. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah, why, why did Avengers just drop, like, uh, <laughs> should just drop, like, a... Should just drop, like, Aerosmith in, like, don't want to close my eyes when, like, he's <laughs> Tony Stark's dying. That would have been iconic. Everything's better with Titanic music, though, innit? Yeah. Go on, Mercedes. Just, just drop the bodyguard, like, theme song in there. <laughs> I've lost track. Where are we up to? Oh, you're on five, sorry. Oh, number five. What am I going to put at number five? Uh, okay. Um, young Hearts. Run free. Romeo and Juliet. Over here. Over here. Uh, yeah, Romeo. I think it has loads of great songs in it, to be honest. you got that one, Young Hearts Run Free. You've got uh, Kissing You. You've got uh, when doves cry, I think, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is at the wedding. Um, and it's so, um, love fool, obviously. Love me, love me, say that you and me always. It's just amazing. I just absolutely love it, and um, it works so well with. The way Baz Luhrmann did the film, it's just, oh, it's just a fucking amazing film, to be honest. And then um, I think he did the music really well for it, for the time as well. So, yeah. Okay. Right. Aaron, we're at um, four. Like uh, I said for last one, it was for my 17, 18-year-old self. Well, I can't give this one a miss. It is none other than the Submarine soundtrack. Another oh, one. I said that was honourable. I don't know why I didn't put that on the list. Another I've one. I've never done It's Richard Awardy. Every vinyl collector has this on, uh, has this record. You know, it is so good. There's only six songs on it, but it's Alex Turner that did the soundtrack. And yeah, I've, I, I, I love my Arty Monkeys, but, um, there's two avenues of Alex and. It's that slow song, Alex, you know, like the Suck It and See days. Um, he writes such a great slow song that's like inspired by like the Richard Orleys and stuff like that. But these songs I, I listen to like at least once uh, once every couple of weeks, I'd say even to this day. Um, it's absolutely amazing. What's the film about? I've never heard of it before. It's just like a young teenager's like first crush. And it's, it's it's a bit weird. I I am surprised that um he's not done another film because it was successful. Um, 
It's, it's really British. Well, yeah, well, well, that's why I watched it because it was like Richard Adaway directing a film, and it was really good. Like, yeah. like really good, better than I expected. Good casting. He, as he's well, just like. traveling around the world now, and he's doing his weird. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to make films. He's just rich. Just live a five himself. <laughs> yeah. Um. Aaron. Yeah. You're lucky. It's number four. It's not number one. <laughs> it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah! That's it. All right, Jared. <laughs> 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 All right, Jared. no, I'll I'll give this film props. I I'll, I'll talk about it because he's not here. <laughs> what? It's Kieran's, is it not? Number four. No, it's mine. <laughs> oh, will you speak about it? Sorry, I thought it was Kieran's. <laughs> what did Kieran put as his last one? Uh, Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, my number four. I thought that was his number four. I was like, Kieran. Like you said, Hooked on a Feeling, it, it, it was the film that brought it out, didn't it, really? Mm. And I don't think it was on any other film before that, uh, Hooked on a Feeling. I don't think anybody ever heard that song before. No, I don't. So, um, I say it was just, a, it was a great soundtrack when it came out. And I know we were all working at HMV at the time. It was flying off the shelves because it was quite popular. Aaron absolutely loved it. It was, it was all flying the off the shelves because it was played constantly whilst people in the storm was like, oh, better buy this. I mean, playing playing last time I came in. Can, we have to keep buying it so they stop playing it in the store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's literally it. Aaron's like, paying people to come in and buy it so we clear the show. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron was just doing it because it's a perfect partner. Buy 10 of them, mate. Just do it. It's fine. Um <laughs> But that is just, it is a really good soundtrack um, throughout it. Um, like you said, starting off with hooks on a feeling and and then going further further down the the listing as well. Uh, I know Mercedes has it higher, I'm sure. So she'll talk about it a little bit more in depth. But Guardians, Guardians is mine. Guardians. I think it has its place. I think it has got to that stage of like overplayed now, but. Mm-hmm. At the time, it was massive. Like same with like Greatest Showman, massive when it came out. Like, and I like, think Spirit in the Sky as well. Um, Ten CCs, I want you back. You got little Groot dancing to Jackson Five's. I want you back. Um, I like the scene. The Pina Colada song. Absolutely love Pina Colada's Escape. Um, yeah. And Ooh Child. It's just great. So. I like Jerry the. I love how you've not mentioned Moon Age Daydream when you were saying them songs then. But, um... <laughs> Shit, though, innit? No one's heard that song. Uh, but, no, I like the scene in the second one with uh, Dancing to Mr. Blue Sky, I agree. But the only th- the only problem I have with it is, like, they are good songs. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stand here and say, like, all oh, the songs aren't good, but it's just an insert mid-70s song, and it could be anything. <laughs> it, it literally could be anything. It's... Um... Where I think like, like what we're saying about the Tarantino ones, there's, there's meanings behind the songs, and I couldn't imagine those scenes in Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs as different songs. Where I could imagine any song playing in Guardians of the Galaxy could just mm. be anything. That's mm. why it was interesting to see when it was the second film. Like they had to follow it up, and it felt like in the second film it did feel like they were just throwing anything. Oh any yeah, songs. yeah, they forced in the songs in the second one. Well, there was two. There was two songs on the second album that I absolutely adore. Um, Brandy and Lakeshore Drive. I absolutely adore those songs. Oh, so, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I love those. So, um, 
but the rest of it wasn't as good as the. It's just one, that, like, he's James. Like, what I like about Tarantino, I know I'm going back to him, but like, what I like about Tarantino, you know, he's a music guy. Like, the guy's got a collection of jukeboxes. Like, he collects yeah, yeah. like American jukeboxes. Where is James Gunn that? I don't know. And he's influenced, even Edgar Wright, like, you know, he's a music guy. But I, yeah, I, I, I think with yeah, James I agree Gunn with is, like, that. this uh, big music guy. And he, he's, and the film's good, but he's just focusing on the best songs of all time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You, you know, he's picking them songs for sure. And uh, yeah, Tarantino definitely was like, like, right, I want these songs. Yeah. That's it. This, I, like, James Gunn, I don't even bet, I bet he had nothing to do with it. I bet someone else was involved and said, mm. this is a good I, song. I think it would definitely have been, have been a group of people um, picking them. It wouldn't have just been one person at all. Like, it doesn't take a genius to know that putting in Jackson 5 into a Marvel film is going to be successful. Yeah, like that. It's just like, it's just like number one hits of the 70s, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it, it, some songs, I'll, I'll give the, the theme song of it props, because that was good. However, like you said, though, you're saying it's like the soundtrack of the 70s. You're forgetting the backstory of it was he was left yeah. and taken into space in the 70s with a tape cassette, which he had in the 70s. Which his yeah. mum gave before she died. Yeah, but it's just like now that's what I call 70s. It's not like cool 70s songs. <laughs> That's literally what I'm saying. His mum just went and bought the first CD from HMV, mate. That's exactly what happened. She walked in the shop and went, I'll take that one, that the newest now CD, and just give it to her. Yeah. Like instead of doing a bit of browsing, there's like bigger songs out there, you know. Yeah, I don't think she burnt like burning the like the songs onto the tape. She wasn't like recording it on the radio and like Pressing pause like, and record. It makes out that like his mum did like all this effort. Nah, mate. She literally just turned on the radio and hit record. <laughs> <laughs> it, like on the Sunday night top ten hits. Yeah. The top oh, ten countdown. David Hasselhoff. Hang on a minute. How was David, David Hasselhoff? That was on the second soundtrack. How is he in it? Hang on a minute. How is he in it? Because I thought it's the seventies. No, because this. I don't know. It's a very good point, actually. Cause, well, where was Night Rider? Was Night, was Night Rider 80? Motherfucking time travel. <laughs> well, to be fair, don't he go isn't back he to on where... about, Isn't he on about Footloose and... Um... Yeah, but don't he go back to where yeah. in the film? No, he's no. In the, I'm sure he gets in taken in the 80s, doesn't he? It, no, it must have been his like, mum's uh, music taste then. Yeah, I think he did get taken in the 80s, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he gets taken like 82, maybe, or 84. But the volume one... The volume one tape he's got is like seventies, and then volume two is his eighties. Yeah, yeah. Cause, fact yeah, check that he's... shit, Jamie. Fact check that what, shit. What's and then you've got then, then you've got the train spotting cassette for got volume three oh, yeah. for the nineties. You've got the train spotting soundtrack. He just never listened to the train spotting cassette. I feel like he was taken on in eighty eight. I don't care. I don't care that enough to check. That's fine. <laughs> I kind of want to know that like, when he was taken, to be fair. Like. For God's sake, alright. <laughs> it's on my phone. I'm using my phone, so. Guardians Galaxy. What year was Peter Quill taken? Taken. I'm saying Quill. 86. I think it's 88. Abducted in 88. 
Because it, it was when I was born, and for some reason I remember think remember it. Oh, oh, Mate, they could have had loads of music on there then. Like, what's going on with that? That was volume one. That's yeah. just what she recorded from the seventies. <laughs> that was her favorite stuff, wasn't it? So she was obscure, like you, you know. No, she wasn't obscure, obscure like you. She <laughs> put the greatest hits of the seventies on. Yeah, Where the blue like... prints in the Guardians of the Galaxy? Exactly. Where's the that's song? What I want to know, Jared. Where's Prince? Massive. Like a lot of songs on that soundtrack, I had never heard of before. Yeah, until Prince would have been on. like Marvel. I'm good, thanks. No, you can't have my music. <laughs> Anyway, really off topic, Jared. What is your number I'm four? Not off topic at all, really. But... It's not, but there you go. We're talking about music. I mean, we're talking about when he was abducted <laughs> as a child. In, in, in a musical soundtrack. Yeah, in relation to the music. Yeah, so my number four is um, Baby Driver. B-A-B-Y. This film is brilliant. I just, I've never seen a film do it like this with music. Like, it's just so incredible how, how it's done. Like, there's actually a thing. If you put your headphones on, watch the film, uh, when Baby Driver takes one of his headphones off, you only hear it on one ear as well. Yeah. Like, you hear the music in the ear, like, and you hear them speaking in the other ear. It's, like, incredible. Like, he's such a, he's such a G-egg, right? I don't think he's done a bad film yet, like. Well, Wells End's not the best, but you know. We'll no, I don't on. like Baby Driver, me. Oh, that's the one I. Oh, nah, it's just so no, cool. Like the fact that he like the shooting is in, this, in line with the the shot. Like you know what I mean? Like it shoots and then it goes with the sound. Everything yeah, like, is the, done like there was a bit where it's almost like a choreograph, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, there's a bit where he couldn't drive until he hit a certain point in the song and stuff like that. When it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, let's yeah. go right into the music like it's so cool and like you can just tell that like, he spent hours and hours just being like did, did, did. like you know what i mean he just he listened to the same song like ten times and was just like did, did, did. this is the bit where they're gonna run over the table like he, he just knows man he's just an absolute g tequila i loved it i definitely need to rewatch it because i think i've still only watched it once and i was in love with it but i've kind of forgotten all about it to be honest I have to agree with um, Aaron. I didn't like it the first time I watched it, but then I appreciated it the second time. That seems to happen with a lot of films. I just, mm. I'm not in the right mindset. Didn't like it. Watch it again. I was like, what am I going about? This was like a brilliant film. I I need to watch it again because I I uh, I don't know. Like I just want. I love the Cornetto films, you know. And um, yeah, you're not going to top Shaun of the Dead, but mm. it's very like Hollywood. But it's like. It's got like a niche, like you know. What I mean, the music going in line with the shots is mm. such a niche that I've never seen done really well in a film before. It might have been done before, but to to the, to the Hollywood degrees, done it brilliant. Got both Kevin Spacey and that. And and so, <laughs> both yeah. of them. Name a film's casting that didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, it was going to be next, Jamie Fox. <laughs> I think if it, well, I was about to say if anyone and maybe John Ham, John Byrne, no, yeah, John, John Ham probably eats like deer hearts or something. Like, came out about Kevin Spacey about that film, saying like how uh, awkward he was to work with. Uh, a lot of people do say he's really bad to work with, don't they? Shocker. Mm. Mm. 
He is he is making his acting comeback soon as Wait, uh, Kevin Spacey's coming back. He is coming back and his first role back in film is eight. He's in a movie called Eight. Really? He's in a movie called Eight. He's not in a film called Eight. <laughs> <laughs> this is no word of a lie. His movie comeback is as a private investigator in sexual assault. Fuck off. He is a sexual in a sexual assault like investigator in a movie. Is, have you like, you type in you type in Kevin Spacey, it'll be the first news that comes up. Did you not watch that video of him, like uh, in his character, it's like, like when he got signed? House of Cards. Yeah, yeah, that was hor- That was weird to watch. That you know, is, is he like self-funding this film and the actual investigations <laughs> about his his innocence? I did do it, but please, they love me. <laughs> it was a di- it was a different era. <laughs> Yeah. We're all um, doing it. It's the stage, man. Um, but yeah, Kieran's number four. I mean, it's been a while, guys. So I can finally do it again. Maybe one of you, probably Aaron's probably got it at like number two or number one. But I get to do it at least once. It's... It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that, that's a good one. But... Uh, Sunflower just is that's overplayed now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone voted it as like the greatest animated movie ever. Yeah, it's brilliant. I don't remember the soundtrack being significant at all. I don't remember any music from it. Just, yeah, just like, like No, don't I'm pretty sure I liked it. It's him, and then there's like Nicki Minaj is somewhere in there, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I almost said it's not a little nice. I don't know. But you're only really allowed one, one superhero film per list in my eyes. <laughs> um, so, Mercedes. Um, it's not higher for me. Uh, my number four is also Guardians. Um, bam, bam, bam. And that's sort of for the reason, um, like what Jared was saying really about how, like, in other films, songs are picked for a particular reason, and you know, my my number three has got songs picked for particular reasons, and that's why it's at number three and Guardians is at number four. Um, but again, like I say, I didn't really know a lot of those songs before I saw the film, um, because I just didn't really listen to a lot of seventies music, and so it was really great to introduce those new music to me. And I just loved the way they did it. Um, it was completely different to anything. I've seen before, I think, um, in a film like that. You'd never had music, pop music like that in a film like that before. Um, and it just, like, it opened in, like, a, a certain way. And then suddenly the songs are just thrown in. You're like, whoa, wasn't expecting that. And I just remember in the cinema with my dad just being, like, massive smiles on our faces. Like, this is brilliant. Um, just Star-Lord dancing around looking for that thing. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the Pina Colada song is obviously amazing in any film. Um, oh my god, Secret Life of Walter May. I cannot believe I haven't mentioned that film. Sorry, it just come back to me because Pina Clara songs in that as well. That's an amazing film with a great soundtrack. Um, but yeah, no, loads of... Loads so, of so introduce you to of Monsters and Men and we had to go watch them live because oh, of that yeah. film. Yeah, Secret Life of Walter May introduced me to loads of music and yeah, of Monsters and Men is now one of my favourite bands because of that film. Um, <clears throat> so people should check out that film and that band. Um, but yeah, no, the way... Um, 
the way they threw the music into certain scenes in Guardians, I thought just really brought scenes to life, like the bits in the prison and stuff as well. Um, which is, yeah, I just love it and it is iconic now. So, yeah, it's number four for that reason. Okay. We are at our top three, Aaron. Got my number three as uh, something I've got on uh, vinyl again, and it is my one of my holy grails. Proud to own this one. It is Lost in Translation. Why didn't I? I haven't watched it more recent. I would have put it in the list. With it, Scarlett Johansson, right there. Great cover. <laughs> um, but um, no, I think as an actual soundtrack that's not a studio album, this is the best. Uh, I was talking to someone. Um, I was talking to someone before, like, uh, and we were just talking uh, for ages about. Um, how good the songs are in this film and how it introduces you to stuff like uh, the Death in Vegas and Phoenix are in it. Um, I mean, Bill Murray singing more than this, um, the Roxy Music song and um, Jesus in the Merry Chain. It's just so perfect. I mean, the film alone, like I've always, I've, I've said like many times, it's one of my favourite films, but uh, the soundtrack just adds so much to it. Like these are some of the best songs ever. Love it. Okay, so I think this is something that's going to be quite familiar with at least three of us on here. Um, that these top three are probably something that we all own on vinyl at some point. Two of my top three I own on vinyl. Um, my number three is going to shock the world. Is it? It is Back to the Future. Cool. Uh, it's my favorite film of all time and it's number three um for soundtracks because the other two soundtracks that are higher are ones that i listen to more that's the only reason why um uh but yeah i don't don't know what your top films are your top ones are now on this list because you've already said top gun and bad feature i honestly don't have a clue cool uh that's good then so, but yeah, anyway, back to, back to the future. We we've already talked about it quite a lot. Um, like I said, songs like said Earth Angel, Johnny Be Good, um, Mr. Earth Sandman, Angel. <laughs> Earth Angel, please be mine. Nice. Yeah, like, it's just it's just great when he's like just <laughs> on the floor, like, uh, uh, <laughs> and then he just gets back up um, after the family. <laughs> um, Thank God, yeah. I, I didn't know what you were doing there. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, um, Johnny Be Good, uh, Back in Time, uh, Huey Louie, Huey Louie, Huey Lewis in the News, uh, <laughs> Power of Love. It's just a, an amazing soundtrack. Um, I do agree, however, the score probably is like it's my one of my favourite themes of, of anything ever. Uh, uh, the Back to the Future theme uh, by the Out of Time Orchestra. I don't think it was uh, on Spotify until recently. I don't even know if it's on now. This is the weird thing, though. Do you not remember when we were looking at it? Uh, I-, I ordered the vinyl because the soundtrack doesn't exist. You can't buy the soundtrack yeah. at all. And they finally released the soundtrack and it was like, yeah, let's buy it. I didn't even know what half of the songs were. They're not even in the film. I've got loads of uh, soundtracks that are like inspired by the movie. It's really weird. I'm trying to think of, like, I've got a few, I've got a Twin Peaks record, 
that's literally inspired by Twin Peaks, and it's not no no it's music even in Twin Peaks. It's just like just that by one song in it. So weird. But um, yeah, Back to the Future for me is my number three. Jared, number three. It was always going to make it. Train spotting. What an absolute sick film. Lust for life. Ah, uh, it's yeah. just amazing. Aren't we glad we don't have Nile anymore? Otherwise, we'd have train spotting and train spotting two is number one and two. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Underworld and just, you know what I mean? Like I just, this is just like a mad film, like. Mm. I've, I've okay. always loved train spotting, and then the tunes just add to it. Can some like I'm going to go on to Kieran's number three, like three and two throw me off. I'm like, what? I I don't understand why these are picked. So hopefully some of you can shed some light on this. Um, I haven't seen one of the films, and the other one I absolutely despise, uh, which is this one, number three, Birdman. Oh, Birdman. God. It's yeah, my star. I think Kieran just doesn't understand what we're doing, does he? But there he's you just go. On the assignment. What, what's his other films? Are you just going to leave it till after? Uh, I, I might as well tell you number two, Good Morning Vietnam. Good oh, yeah. I mean, that does yeah. some songs. Is, well, Rob Williams is the DJ, so he plays musical time, uh, right? But yeah, that, Bird that Man, make sense, Birdman yeah. was his number three, so... I, I could, yeah, I, I did see that on a few lists when I was looking. Good Morning Vietnam was there. Fair enough. But yeah, uh, Birdman, no idea why. Maybe Kieran will show up one day and explain himself. Mercedes, number three. Um, before I move on to my number three, um, I would... Wait, what number three? Yeah, um, I'd like to say that I want to reverse everything up one, like backwards one, and get rid of 30 good on 30. <laughs> like, you have to write it all down. I'm just saying nah, officially. No, you can't do that. You've just got to like, put it... You've got to drop it in at like number three. No, I've forgotten my favourite film. I've forgotten one of my favourite films. So, you know, that's that's on there now at like number four where regardless of blah blah blah. So it was like Elizabeth Town number ten, Free Man Baby number number nine, Twilight number eight, Ten Things I About You number six, Robert and Juliet number five, uh Garden of the Galaxy number four. No, whatever. I've lost track now anyway. Well the bees off Anyway, anyway, my number three, my official number three, um, is Garden State. Um, because the this Zach Braff was, uh, pardon the Zach Braff film. Zach Braff, yeah. So this yeah. film um came out when I was in sixth form. I think I was in sixth form. Um, and my best friend Nick, he was like my best my best friend movie buddy, and um he introduced this film and he was like, "You've got to watch this. We've got this soundtrack." And I absolutely fell in love with it. And it's like kind of our film yeah. and our soundtrack. And um, if you've not seen it, like there's a particular scene in it. Um, where um, Natalie Portman's character is like the same as that brass, you've got to listen to this one song, it'll change your life. And it is just a great little scene and a great moment. Uh, the song is uh, New Slang by the Shins. Um, and it's just a really beautiful little moment. And the way the music is used throughout the film is just great. And it's a great film. I highly, highly recommend it. And it's the soundtrack I listen to like all throughout my late teens and my 20s. And it means a lot to me. So, yeah, Garden State. Okay, we are at our top two. 
Aaron. Um, Birdman, I can't find anywhere any list he, of songs. He probably just it. went for score, didn't he? You know, just it's got to be a score. It's got to be a score. Um, I can't find any songs that are in it, like anywhere like that. I can't think of any songs, but I know the bit where he's like, you know, where he gets caught outside. It's like quite good, like score, like the drum. Beat yeah. But if it scores though, like surely he would have put like good, the bad, and ugly in that in there because he he said that. Um, no, I, I don't know. think he done it. Scores. We're questioning. We're questioning. Yeah, we'll speak yeah. to him at some point. But there Just you go. Message him right now. What's your it? number two? Um, I know you're not asleep. <laughs> um, first records I ever bought was Bob Dylan, Highway 61, and Queen's It's a Kind of Magic. Let's talk about Queen. Forget your Bohemian Rhapsody. This Highlander. is Highlander. Highlander soundtrack. Yeah. The, oh my God, Highlander soundtrack is amazing. Like, my dad brought me up on this film. Um, someone I know, like, was saying once as well, like, uh, that their karaoke song is Princes of the Universe, which is brilliant. Which I also say, Princes of the Universe is like Bohemian Rhapsody level of a song, but even better. I love it so much. Kind of magic, one vision, one year of love, uh, don't lose your head. Prince of the Universe, oh, it's so good. Friends will be friends. Amazing soundtrack. And the and what happened was, was um, apparently Freddie Mercury was... Um, friends with the director at the time and he's like oh, I've got this film do you want to see it I'm doing this film and he's like yeah yeah and um, then allegedly uh, Freddie Murphy saw the film and he was like I'm doing the soundtrack for this and <laughs> he was like no I'm going to release it soon and uh, he was like no no I'm going to do the whole soundtrack for this film and then like he, he wrote like it's kind of magic just based on this film and it's yeah um, I, I've always said Queen are, Queen are greatest hits band. I, I'm not really into Queen to be honest, but as an album, it's definitely their best, and um, it's got some killer songs on there. Killer Queen, killer Queen song. It is a great song. <laughs> I remember the moment my dad told me, like, cause obviously we all grew up listening to Queen, and like I already knew it's a kind of magic, and then. I watched Highlander and like my dad introduced me to it and he was like telling me that the song was written for that. I was like, Oh, is it? And he was like, Yeah, it's a kind of magic aligned the film. There can be only one. The line yeah. the film. I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like all cool. as well. Like I I was saying to my dad recently because he loves it, like the songs literally tell the story of the film, which you don't yeah. really get in a lot of soundtracks, like Who Wants to Live Forever? Like yeah. it's like the plot of the the that film and Princess of the Universe. They've even got like um, samples from the movie in some of the songs as well, which is cool. Yeah. Really, it's okay. good. How, so, how I don't, I just don't get how they're gonna do this film without Queen. I really, really, really hope they just use this soundtrack. Like, don't piss about getting like some like uh, I don't know BTS Adam Lambert these songs. Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert is in Queen, so does that count? No, to be fair. Um, as much as I hate Brian May, he he came out yesterday and said like, um, "Queen aren't a thing anymore." Apparently, fair enough. Um, but it was like Adam and Queen were. I doubt they'd even do a soundtrack. I just hope they use the original. The original is perfect. Yeah, yeah. 
So these last two for me, number one and two, it was a to- it was a toss up. It kept going in between, in between, in between, and um, I decided when we started, I changed it once when we were talking earlier, and I was like, no, it's got it. That one's going at number one. Um, but in the words of Robin Fick, we're kind of going blurred lines with these ones. Yeah. Um, my num- <laughs> my number two is Whiplash. Yeah, I knew you was going to say Whiplash. Like, I was going to have it on mine. I was going to remind you about it today, actually. It's awkward, it isn't it? Because some of it I is didn't a score. I know if you knew it was a soundtrack. It's a musical. This is definitely a soundtrack. No, no. Yeah, because like I said, they are real songs, Whiplash, it's like Caravan. It's, people think 2001 is a sound it is like a score, but it's not. It's a soundtrack. None of the, the music for 2001 was written for the film. Yeah, yeah, but uh, like I said, the Whiplash soundtrack is, is phenomenal. I mean, the film is phenomenal, it's one of my favorite films ever made. It had to go on there. But the reason why my number one is higher than it is because I've listened to it more and I enjoy it more. But like I said, Whiplash is fucking phenomenal. I love it. You need to, uh, you definitely, definitely need to watch Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> the anime. is that like a drummer? No, it's literally like. It's literally the soundtrack for Whiplash. It's crazy. Oh, I'll give it a go. But Whiplash, my number two. Jared? Uh, my number two is a Drive, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. <laughs> so I originally, like, watched this on BBC. I think I've probably might have told this story before. Oh, not that. Please don't say that. Yeah, no, but yeah, I started yeah, on that. I told it. I it. had a different score, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I loved it with the different score. And then I had the original score. I was like, oh, my God, this is even better. <laughs> so, like, there's two versions of the film that I really love. So I think to me it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, when you actually listen to the original score, it's like, wow, this is so... Like, without that, the film would drop in so many levels. Like, they need them songs to bring the film up to a certain level. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really like Drive. I think I think we've all probably like praised Drive into the ground now, to be honest. Yeah. Never seen I mean, it. Aaron refuses to rewatch it because he knows I'm going to watch it. it this year when it comes out on 4K. I'm nervous to watch it, I really am. Because it was, it's one of them, like I was saying, like it was my favourite film and then I've just not watched it in so long and I'm scared to watch it. Highlander is another one that I've not watched in years, but I remember it so much. It used to be like a theme, like the, our, our top films are just films that we don't watch anymore. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, that's not true. I watch Goodfellas all the time. Yeah, because I watch Back to the Future, Scream, Saw, Whiplash, and Psycho. I watch them at least once a year. I've watched Social Network once a week <laughs> since I watched <laughs> it because the sound, the score for that one is incredible. Wait till next week where that. Oh, you wait till next week. Um. <laughs> So, like I said, Kieran had Good Morning Vietnam as his number two. Uh, Mike, you mentioned before Robin Williams, DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go. he plays the Vietnam songs. He plays the Robin Vietnam Williams songs. Rock DJ. <laughs> I don't want to rock <laughs> DJ. Where well, he's ripping his skin off and everything. Yeah. That video. Lovely. Yeah, they have, they have to, like... Boys getting hard, girls even more. So, you doing there? I think with a man. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. I got 
They couldn't show the whole thing during the day. They could only show the whole thing after the watershed. Mm. Because it was taking the skin off. <laughs> and he gets his butt ox, he's like, <laughs> um, Mercedes, what's your number two? What's missed out on Jamie, the top? Was, Go on. Sorry, <laughs> that, uh, that snake's on a plane thing, that just clicked in my head when Mercedes said about, oh, they couldn't show it after a certain time. Oh, the, uh, the snakes Monkey fried snakes on this Monday. Classic film. Mercedes. Um, my number two. Um, I had originally wrote um, the first film, but then when Jamie was talking before, I was like, no, no, I'm pretty sure he's right. The second film does have the best soundtrack. So my number two is American Pie 2. So yes! It's freaking awesome. Those tunes are just fucking brilliant, and they are like my youth. Like, I cannot put that film on and not just be like so happy because. The greatest music ever. Um so yeah, I just adore that film. And I think I think think like what was it you were saying that it was lower down for what what reason? I was like, no, I don't agree with him. I can't remember what you said. Well, I think because it was kind of like a teen movie, they just threw in music of that generation in there. Yeah, but yeah, but it's it that's what makes it so like like, that's what makes it mean so much because it means so much to the people who were of that generation who it came out it came out at that at that time and it means so much to us like if a teenager watched it now they're probably like oh yeah it's funny but that music wouldn't mean as much to them as it does to me you know and that's why it's special to me and that's why it's so I don't even think I was going through the soundtracks just to see which one was the better one between one and two and I was looking and said number two was a lot better. And I was going through it and I just realised that Smooth Criminal's not even on that soundtrack. And what a song yeah. that is. You know, the, the Smooth Criminal. I think I saw American Pie 2 before I saw American Pie. Um, and I you know, fell in love with it because of the music then. But mm. yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. We are here, guys. We are at our number one. There's not been a lot of duplicates, to be completely honest. So no. I, mean, I reckon we, we've all, de- I say definitely. Um, I know I definitely. I think, I think one's going to be a decider. I, I think it's going to be all completely different here, unless somebody completely shocks me. Um, so Aaron, is it Space Jam? Did you just yeah, no. go from the beginning? Uh, <laughs> I did have. I did want to say another honourable mention at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince what? would have got got away with Purple Rain, but what my original number one was was a short film that I watched like at least once every like couple of months, and it's probably uh, top three albums of all time for me. And it's Kanye's "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy" and his film "Runaway," but it is a short film. It's only like 40 minutes long, so I was like, I can't put that in there. Like, I just can't put it in there. But my number one pick is a film that I don't even like, but the album is a brilliant, brilliant album. And it is Daft Punk's Discovery. Oh, my God. I was literally thinking when you said Runaway, I was like, oh, the Daft Punk film. Um, Interstellar 5055. Is it, is it actually a good film? 5055, was that, sorry? It, 
Yeah, it is an anime with no uh, talking in it, just the sounds of this album the, in its entirety. Wow. Um, they spent. A, I really want to watch this film. Yeah, they spent a four. No, nah, it's a good film. I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's bad. It's a little bit weird. Um, they spent a fortune making it. It's a full anime that they funded themselves just to do alongside this album. Uh, and when you talk about albums, I mean, in probably everyone's list, it's got to be top tens in everyone. Like Discovery is iconic in its genre. And really, uh, such a good album. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I couldn't. When I'm thinking about soundtracks, I just couldn't like not put this. Um, it was going to be this or like Purple Rain, and that's why I took out Purple Rain out. But Discovery is my number one. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, Mina, well, let's take it back here. So, I, I, I kind of did a, um, a sports theme here, you know, we thought, well, they're just throwing documentaries in, so why, why shouldn't I just throw a documentary in here? Just, just for bands. So, take it back to 2008. Yeah, arguably the greatest performer of all time. Ready to go back on stage. And then he dies. Oh, oh my God. God. Purple Rain is my number one. I'm joking. I'm joking. Michael Jackson's This Is It. No, I'm only kidding. I did tell you I was going to say it, though, didn't I? But um, actually, I don't know it's more controversial now. Um, my number one is Pitch Perfect. Ooh. There it is. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I just loved because you kept talking about it before and I was just like... At one point, it was my number three. <laughs> and then it's because you took it off entirely. <laughs> I said, when you were talking about it before, I, I already changed it to number one. I'm not doing it just because you were talking about it. I go, oh, yeah, I'm going to put that number one. Uh, I already did it by that point and I was just like, oh, shit. But I, 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 I do not agree. It's not a musical. Like, for a musical, for me, you have to basically... The music doesn't make sense in a in a real world to a degree. Like the yeah. reason they are singing is because they are on stage. It's part of it's progressing the story. It's Glee. Yeah. It, well, no, because Glee most of the time break out into song into like a dream world. Yeah. Like so, when they're performing, they're going on stage or they're singing down the corridors with all the children that they don't even like. That, See, that's like a dream world. That that's that's a dream sequence kind of thing. But Mama Mia, Mia, you don't Mia get that. Is, uh, Mama Mia is just ABBA songs, where this yeah, but they're real songs. musical. But like, I don't get how this because they're break because they're breaking out. They're breaking out into song. Like they're going breaking like, free. Yeah. They're I was breaking, thinking that as well. They're, they're, they're they're breaking, breaking, they're breaking, they are breaking like the real world to do this musical number. Like it's yeah. not part of the plot. Like yeah, to a degree, it advances the story because it's, they're not just throwing in a song in there for no reason. But they are dancing with people that they don't like, for example, or stuff like that as well. It doesn't make sense. It's pitch perfect. They are doing it on stage, performing as yeah, part of yeah. the narrative. They are not breaking into some kind of dream sequence or breaking into song for no reason whatsoever. That doesn't make sense to the plot. They are doing it because that's what they do as a profession. They are singers. They are an a cappella group. Like, yeah. none of the music does not make sense to the story. They are doing it as part of, like, to win a competition. That's the reason why it's not a musical. It's a music film, 
because it's about music, but it's not a musical. Correct. So that's okay. my argument uh, on there. So well, well it's probably Aaron. in the top five. I, 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 I want to see what Aaron's trying to do here. For yeah. God's sake. To do it? Oh my god. Oh, hey, hey, hey. musical <laughs> comedy. <laughs> okay, what does IMDb say? IMDb. As uh, we always use IMDb. <laughs> What's it say? <laughs> God, I'm just Go trying on. to see if Aaron's got any like secret tabs. Oh, there, that is not there. Uh, he's got no bookmarks. Go back here, Birdman movie songs. <laughs> <laughs> There's like one. Like I said, IMDb does not list Pitch Perfect as a musical. It's not a musical. It's a it's a film about music. Yeah. No, you found all right it, then. It, I mean, it, it's it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's not, but it's probably not a musical. It is hard to define it because, like, I, I would say the same with Purple Rain. Really, when I was thinking last week, I was saying like the other way, like I shouldn't really have this as number one because it's not really a musical. It's more of a soundtrack. But I ended up picking it for musicals. Uh, but it, I think it can swing both ways, really. But it's whatever your perspective on it. Yeah, like I said, my my number one musical was Mamma Mia because, like I said, the way they break out into song, dancing around, going all crazy, it's kind of like a fantasy kind of thing, which is what Rocket Man is and why Bohemian Rhapsody is not a musical because mm. that's them in the recording studio recording music. That's their job as an artist to do that. Whereas Rocket Man, he's just there, like going, like flying and doing all this random crap on a piano. It's, it's not in reality. Whereas Pitch Perfect, they are an a cappella group singing on a stage as part of their reality. That's why it's a music film, not a musical to me. That's how I define a musical and a music film. And the music in Pitch Perfect is amazing. Like that mashup right at the end is amazing. And oh, obviously, I was listening to it earlier amazing. as well. Uh, again, I, I would happily listen to that soundtrack anytime. I'll just put it on. I know most of the words to most of the songs. Uh, the rendition of Part in the USA is one of my favourite songs um, right. as well, just on the bus. And I, I absolutely adore the music in Pitch Perfect and I'll happily listen to it anytime. A shout out to Pitch Perfect too as well because I love Hayley Steinfeld and Flashlight is a great song as well. But um, Pitch Perfect for me because it's the one that I've listened to the most. Jared. I, I think the winner of this is going to have really low points. Probably. I've only probably heard about two films <laughs> I've, uh, I've been matching, but I've given it Shrek 2. <laughs> it was another mention for me. Shrek 1 is defined by All Star. Shrek 2 is defined by every single film. Every single song in that film. Yeah, it is great. a brilliant soundtrack. You know I what bought we this song. Jared. Yeah. Toy Story. I didn't want to put Toy Story in because it's like it's it's it, my list just turns into Forrest Gump, Shrek, Toy Story every week. <laughs> There's only one song in the first Toy Story, isn't there? No, no, there's no, loads. Um, no more strange things and uh, strange things. Yeah. It's the same. Um, who's the same? Sorry, Randy Newman. Newman is there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm happy that I put Shrek at number two. To be honest, because I I've got this CD. Like you know what I mean? It's just the <laughs> and I watched it like a week ago, and I can tell you what I still like rock. I need a hero. 
I need a hero. Right. I thought I was going to be a If you're talking about great musical moments, like the karaoke yeah, scene at the end of the film. Yeah. Like the karaoke at the end of, of Shrek. Like the first what about Shrek the karaoke at the end karaoke. of Toy Story 2? That's got nothing on. You got a friend in me. And he's like, <laughs> the wheezing is no more. Wheezy. He's, he's just called Penguin at that point because he's not even wheezing anymore. <laughs> that was Gareth Davis. He's got no more when he sings. <laughs> when, um, pe- when Peg like loses his peg. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> He's just legless. <laughs> legless. Jesus. Um, we'll just go over Kieran's number one. It's Whiplash. Mm. Nowhere. Um, Is it actually Whiplash? Got... It's Whiplash, yeah. Oh, Whiplash has won. Fair play. Sure. Mercedes. Wait, Jared, was your, was your number one actually Shrek 2? Shrek 2? Yeah, 100%. Bang it. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> Uh, I thought you were joking. Okay. No, no, um, 100%. <laughs> legit, legit. Have you not? Have you not watched this film? Yes, I love it. I'm like, I'm impressed. Good choice. Good choice. Um, mind blown. We all know what I'm gonna say. It, you know, playing, playing with the foot. My favorite song of all time. Well, one of them. It's so good. Oh my god, I love this film so much. I grew up with this film. It meant a lot to my parents because um, they went to see it um, when they were on their honeymoon in Florida. And it's just basically been my childhood and my whole life, this film. I absolutely adore it. I love planes when I was in the RAF. Um, I grew up going to like air shows and shit. And I love Tom Cruise. I love Bob Kilmer. And I love the 80s. So this is just like the greatest thing for me. And um, I had like had a really cool moment um one year at the Blackpool Air Show. I was like, I purposely went to go and do this. So you know in the film when like he's on his bike and like he's riding along next to the jet. I was like, right, I'm gonna go do that. And literally I was riding along on my bike on the promenade listening to the listening to the soundtrack and one of the jets was coming up along uh, um over the sea right next to me. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Uh so yeah. Just, I mean, come on, like you say, Great Walls of Fire, it's not even on here, but that's amazing. Danger Zone, Mighty Wings, Take Your Breath Away, you know, Playing with the Boys, I've, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. So many amazing, iconic moments with the music, and it's just fantastic. It's probably what I listen to the most when I'm in the shower. <laughs> As Jamie gets to listen yeah. through the bedroom uh, uh, wall. So, yeah, thank you, Tom Cruise. Thank you, Penny Loggins. Thank you for Tom Cruise for all you've done in the Mission Impossible franchise. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Tom Cruise, for going to my local town. (laughs) Okay, I watched uh, Cinefix's new like top ten spy films, and they put like Mission Impossible one over Fallout, and I was like, Nah, mate. Fuck off. Again, like it's the best thing now, like doing this podcast because. I have convinced Aaron Social Network is an amazing film, which he, he disputed. It's great. And, it is good. And he will agree now. That totally, was like, no, I, I, will bra- I will break him down. <laughs> no, he, he you will didn't soon. convince me that. He will, At, no, I, you don't know what I'm going to say. You will agree with me that Fallout is the greatest action movie of all time. No. It's not Die Hard, mate. It, it's, it's almost. Die Hard? It's what happened to Die Hard? 
It's top three. What happens if you die hard every since? He died hard. It's definitely top three. I remember seeing that, Phil, because Rogue Nation is severely underrated. If you watch them two together, back to back, oh my God. Like, yeah, like, how are you saying that Fallout's the best Mission Impossible when it's not even the best? Fallout's like, better than Rogue Nation. Oh, no. Fallout's nah, better than Rogue Nation. That scene in Abu Dhabi, mate, amazing. That's, that's number four. Yeah, oh, that's man. an amazing film. <laughs> that's Coast Protocol where he's climbing the building. Yeah, and that one's, that one's the best one. Rogue Nation was amazing. And then Rogue Fallout Nation, was like the start of Rogue Nation is one of my favourite stunts ever where he's on the plane and hanging yeah. off it when, yeah, it, when yeah. it's taking off. But that you forget it, you forget it in Fallout. It's not just Why one. Won't you you've, got, you've got you've got the you've got the running on the building where he breaks his foot, which again that, that chase scene is amazing when Rogue Nation is like sick. No, you've you've got the helicopter chase, yeah, they are flying those helicopters chasing each other. You've mm. got the halo jump, which is absolutely insane. Yeah. It's just the stunts in that film is unreal. And then when he's chasing the helicopter, he's just there hanging from a helicopter. You know, like all I'll say about them two is like Rogue Nation dials the franchise to a ten and then Fallout dials it to a twelve, mate. It just like I remember like Christopher McQuarrie has done an incredible job with Rogue Nation and Fallout. Yeah. And I can't wait for seven and eight. But when are we going to do top 10 good. action films? Surely well, Fallout's already won. It can't be yeah, on this level. When are we going to do it? When <laughs> the next one comes out? Yeah. Bond wins. See, yeah, Bond's great, but I, I'm like, I'm huge. Bond's better than... Fuck off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Bond's not better Absolutely. than... Absolutely. You ever seen someone fucking die from a pen? I was yeah, that's right. Yeah, shut you up, didn't it? I'm pretty sure they do that in the Wes Craven film Red Eye, where Rachel McAdams just stabs it, oh, killing yes, Murphy in his neck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, I was huge on. And I was huge on uh, Bourne, but like, you're and... fanboying over a five foot six man. Free, free onwards on Mission Impossible is like how they got this franchise this good. It has no right. They're all good other than two. I think two is just a bit shit. Mm. No, but they're different. One and two are different. Well, even three, like one, two, and three are like different films from like four, five, six. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's like the formula. Yeah, and five and six. If you watch Rogue Nation and Fallout together, like, oh, it's like the best double bill. It's better than anything Bond's ever done. No, Skyfall is without a doubt the best film. Aaron to say, but he knows it's true. That it hurts me. It does hurt me. What you respect Skyfall? I love Bond. Like more, I've grew up with Bond, but Fallout is incredible. (laughs) What are you talking about? Mission Impossible is literally based (laughs) off Bond. It's not. It takes it up a notch. Like oh no, the quotes that like people have about Bond aren't in Mission Impossible, and they take everything to another level. Like ah, I don't know. You're just falling. You're falling for the fucking hype now. It's not hype. I thought it was, and then I watched it again recently. Fallout with Emily. Even Emily's like, oh my god, this film is like one of the best films ever. I'm like, in it. Like it's just so good. (laughs) Anyway. Right, we are talking about soundtracks for now. <laughs> um, you didn't even jump out the plane. 
Talking about well, he definitely, he definitely jumped up the plane. <laughs> Were you there? Did you witness it? <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes and the extras. But there you go. Yeah, that can all be edited. <laughs> he did it with James Corden on his show as well. He took James Corden skydiving. It was great. Because he's just there chilling with nothing. Like, and James Corden's there with like an instruction. He's just there just floating in the air going, are you all right? Because like, obviously he's a... He's a, a trained instructor now in skydiving. He did all the skydiving licenses. Nah, bro, it's all CGI. I do worry about the next films, though. Like, I just don't get how they're going to, like... Oh, no, they can't be good. They're, they're, they're in Pickering. They're over there in Jared Land. Yeah, yeah you can see, like, loads of sheep like, in that. They filmed on like steam trains in Pickering, didn't they? So yeah, they are. That's yeah. what they're That's gonna right. do. But we are here. We have our top five. So all of our ones that ended on ten points just miss out. Back to the Future got ten points, just missing out in the top five. And then our number ones of Interstellar fifty fifty five, uh, Pitch Perfect, Shrek two just missing out on the top five with ten points. In fifth place with 11 points is Baby Driver. I just want to see like how much like Aaron hates his top five. Number four on 13 points, Guardians of the Galaxy. Third place with 16 points is Top Gun. Oh, so wrong. <laughs> Second place on 17 points is Drive. And winning with 19 points is Whiplash. <laughs> Fucking Whiplash winning. No one even knows that's the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't name one song from Whiplash. No one would know that's a song. What's the name of the film, no Jared? That is great. It's great. Whiplash. Oh, there you go. That's a song from it. Right. Oh, is that the one? That one. Do you want to know what's amazing about the soundtrack for Whiplash? There's only two songs. It's two songs. Whiplash and Caravan, that's it. Yeah, that's it. The rest of them was written for the film. And what did you say about like how much it's supposed to be? supposed to like the whole soundtrack, not just a couple of songs. Exactly. Well, no. no, he's just saying that you like two songs, but the rest of it, like I said, was written for it. Like the music in it is amazing. Yeah, it is great. It is great, but no one would know that's a soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, can, can we argue that you're, this you're is not a soundtrack? Score, I'll carry it over to scores. Yeah, I'm but, strongly I mean, against the I mean, like one. This is top five. We, we can we can debate it. Where's I mean, where's your bloody bean, bitch? <laughs> Uh, We can debate. You don't want Whiplash at number one. You have Drive, Top Gun, Guardians and Baby Driver. I know what two of you are going to go with. I know what the other two are going to go with. I'd I'd, 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 I'd bloody take Top Gun over. That's fine. Top Gun wins. Okay. Okay, I'll take it. I was going to be more diplomatic and be like, you know, I've not seen Drive, but you know, I'd probably take it over Whiplash because it's it's nice. If you want to, there There is an actual song in uh, Top Gun. Are you eating Mm -hmm. Mountains? Yeah, leave it out. Whiplash had 19 points Drive had 17, Top Gun had 16 it was only 3 points behind 1st and 3rd like I said, Top Gun 
Um, it's very, 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 very good. It's a, it's a great soundtrack. So I'm happy with it's that. The first time we've not had like a, a proper winner, I'd say, like a runaway winner. In a while, yeah. yeah. I mean, there I was one scores... in like the 60s where it was a film, film, and then all of our number ones made the list because that's how low it was scoring. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. I think uh, on scores, we'll, uh, we'll have a Scores is going to be really hard for me. I'm really only having no. one John Williams film. How are you going to do that? I'm limiting it to one. No. So, like, you've got to have, like, pirates in there. Some, but the worst part is, like, like, Aaron's favourite, like, John Williams is obviously going to be Star Wars, but he can't leave Indiana Jones. Which one? Which one? Nah, you can't leave it. Jewel of the face. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you've got to go yeah. for Phantom Menace. <laughs> Phantom Merit is amazing. Again, yeah. though, are you, just, are you just going over one piece of musical, the whole soundtrack? Because you know, can't just pick like... Phantom Menace just because oh, of Duel no, of Fate. No, then you got to go for the best of it. Yeah, it's not, the, it's the not, prequels have insane good. music in it. Like, honestly, the prequels have insane music. But it so, doesn't have I, the Darth Vader theme, does it? I've seen it as the main score. Like, that's what, I would, that's what I'm going with. Well, I said, like, there's no Imperial March in the prequel, though, is there? No, there's the Rise of Vader score, though. That like they use um, in the hint it in it's so yeah. smart. He writes a piece of music in Phantom Menace and then he reuses it when he turns to Vader. Oh mate, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so like all top ten is like Nolan, yeah. You are? Oh, oh, no one will oh, be there. No. Nolan is like my whole top ten. I've got one Nolan film in. Same. I even well, thought that- about it, yeah. So that is going to be next time when we can all get together and do our scores. Um, so join us next time. We'll find out what will be the greatest movie score ever. Movie. <laughs>